We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. 2022 Travelers Championship, DraftKings picks, ownership, final bets, and of course, the live chat. Fill it up right now. We're coming at you 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every Wednesday. Normally, Toe Tegan Tambo, Tyler Tambellini, would be in studio with me. However, he is out sick today, and he's out next week, so I got two great replacements for the next two weeks to come fill it in. Smash a like while you're here, by the way, and sub to the newsletter that's down in the description. It's completely free to join. That's where all of the final stuff is going to be in handy list form, plus some extra analysis and some NFL stuff as well. David Barnett from the Tour Junkies stepping up and in today. What a replacement. I mean, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna ever do a replacement, as I was always told, you want to go up from the replacement. Not oh, that I'm saying that oh, you're really? better not that not saying you're better than Tambo, but you're a name. I, I it's not I can't pull I can't pull in cust here to talk golf with me. I gotta pull in someone oh, legitimate man. to talk cuss with me. Or talk golf man. with me. Not talk cuss with me. <laughs> Pat, that's the nicest thing you've said you've ever said to me. I appreciate that. Tambo's a stud. He's a sharp uh you know, I just I, I'm just here to drink coffee, hang out with you, and and uh, I'd I would love I would be honored if you would let me ban someone for life potentially today if someone misbehaves. I, I don't know if you I don't know if that's something that you would do, but it would be fun for me. It'd be an honor for me to be able to do that. I would love if you would ban someone for life. We can go full coffee okay. here. Now that it's earlier in the morning, I feel like this is the coffee show. We can just kind of talk yeah. through everything. So I got my final bets. I'm going to run these by you and see how we do. And again, there'll be more color on this stuff in the newsletter tonight. I've written up some of these guys. Spieth, 28 yeah. to 1. Seemed like yeah. a good number to me. I'm betting that. Sungjae, yeah. liked him last week at... 
I mean, people were betting him at 30. I bet him at 35 to 1 this week. People were betting him at 35 to 1 last week to win the U.S. Yep. Open. He was Andrew Kirst, had a bad week. Let's go back to Sung Jay. Davis Riley, I'm, miss, I'm not missing the Davis Riley party. I got 50 to 1 on him. Seamus Power, 60 to 1 with five places. Brennan Steele, 80 to 1 with five places. Those are the big five, the two bombs. I really like Joel Damon, obviously, like a lot of people. 125 to 1 with five places. And my guy, Troy Merritt. 200 to 1 with five places. I played two top 30 bets. Merritt at plus 333 and John uh, at plus 350. I am going with Davis Riley in the one and done. Jeff is taking Jordan Spieth in the one and done. And poor Mito Pereira has been endercursed by Tim, who was actually winning our three man one and done, which is not great for Jeff or myself. Um, where did you get Brennan Steele at 80 to 1? Uh, bet three uh, place that's open 365 a days a year. I shouldn't have asked. You. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm banned for life. Give me the give me the hell out of here. Um, okay, because uh, that's a really that's a really attractive number. I love the Brendan Steele play there. Uh, I hate his golf swing, but I love him here. I love the number here. I love the trending form. I love the history here. Of course, uh, I I was I was riding with you. I will say this. I don't know what my blockage is, but I have a blockage, you know, with Seamus Power. I, I can't quite like get over the Seamus hump. I think it has something to do with a subconscious uh, memory of his win coming uh, at the expense of JT Poston and that ruling that was like a. They literally brought out a string. Remember where it was a white stake. I had Poston that that week outright lost it to to Seamus. I got nothing against Seamus other than that. But since then, I've had this hard time like actually firing on him and he's and that that's been to my detriment like he's a great he's a really good player he feels like a guy who after that win has kind of turned his career around and said you know what like I belong here and he's played really well um I I, I looked at Amish Troy uh, for DraftKings purposes I, I didn't I haven't fired a bet on him yet I prefer uh, a guy you know in the triple digits like uh, Matt Naismith or even I I'm I'm definitely a sucker for Russell Knox at 200 to 1 and Joel Damon for me is not an outright bet this week. What? He is a he's not. He's a top twenty bet for sure. Top twenty. But I I just don't I don't Joel coming off of a top ten at a US Open, even though this course is lovely for him. Okay. He's thinking about I know he's playing the Scottish Open. I know he's getting ready to go over there and prepare for um, you know, for hopefully a good performance at the open. I don't even know if he's in it yet, but he's 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 trying. Um I, I just I don't know that I see enough full focus out of Joel this week to to warrant the the outright number. And well, that, and at this point, I'm probably late to the game anyway, so the number is probably not good. Yeah, the number I believe is down to ninety to one in most places right now. We gave that out not on bad. the Monday show. Well, basically, it came down to you had the Harris English effect, you have Shez Revy effect of guys who just the kind of not necessarily unknown players, but the guys are like, man, they came top 10 at the U.S. Open. That's great. And everyone everyone went with Denny McCarthy as their outright bet this week. And as people who watch last week's show, and I was so mad about Denny McCarthy and people wanting to play Denny McCarthy. I mean, this is the problem. When you take stands on, guys, you're going to look like an absolute moron from time to time. Uh, Denny McCarthy turned out to be a fantastic play. But I would just still prefer to stick with Joel Damon. Like, everything went right for Denny McCarthy last week. Not only did he have... The usual, like, we need you to be awesome Butting. on the greens. But he also yeah. hit his irons really well, which he never does. Yeah. He, you know, but, you know, Pat, but credit to you because uh, he was still only like 3% owned in like the $4,400 millimaker or whatever. So it, it wasn't like all the sharps were on him and, and you just missed the boat. Like, nobody really played Denny McCarthy last week. So, yeah, no one really uh, played I, Joel I Damon know. last week either. 
Really? I kind of thought people would play. I, I, you know, I, I just came back from Scotland. Uh, unfortunately, the timing of our trip to Scotland and the U.S. Open was not planned that way. We're not that stupid. But so I was a little bit out of the loop last week. This trip was originally planned for, for July of 2020. We all know what happened there. And then it got pushed back again last year. And then because of the Open Championship and we wanted to play the old course, we had to bump it up to this week uh, in order to do that because they shut the old course down on Friday. So we had to get it in when we did, and it just happened to fall in U.S. Open week, which really sucked. So I was a little out of the loop last week. I did get to play the old course, though, with the bleachers, the leaderboards, everything up. It was incredible, and it gave me a whole new appreciation for that, which you know I'm sure in a, in a few weeks we'll talk about. Well, give me your two or three things that you didn't realize about the old course now that you play you played it with cody you played it with pat and you played it with kobe right as well yeah yep uh i could not believe it's the same thing people say about augusta national i've heard it my whole life you know being here at augusta like everybody gets to to the grounds at augusta and goes holy crap i can't believe how much like undulation there is right we hear that all the time you can't see it on tv same thing at the open in terms of these green complexes like i had no I, we would go up to like almost every green and be like what this looks like a circus green. How do I not remember this? Uh, a ton of undulation and slope on some of these green surfaces. That's number one. Number two, my caddy that I had. I'm going to try to get him on our show uh, if I can. Our caddy's been a longtime caddy there. He's a really good player. He was telling me about some of the things that they're going to be doing in the next month, like browning it out, making it firm and fast as hell. It was already firm and fast. Like, I'm not lying to you. I hit like a 370-yard drive a couple of times. It was the most amazing thing in the world. I've never played on fairways that firm. Uh, so to see like what, what it really did is it also gave me even more of an understanding of like on a course like that, it can be the slightest thing that goes your way or not your way and you find yourself in a pot bunker or and they're all pot bunkers out there. And, and I said this on the trip, I've never, I didn't see one ball go in a bunker that rolled to the middle. Not one. You know, in the States, you hit a ball in the bunker and you're in the middle unless you like jam it into the face. There, they all stayed on whatever side they went in, they were on that downslope. It was effing impossible. And, and, and sometimes it would just be like the slightest little roll or maybe you were one yard offline, literally a yard. But because everything rolls so much, you get this bad break and now, now it's starting to slope the wrong way and your ball's rolling into a hazard and it's a, those bunkers are true hazards over there. So that, and then I talked to my caddy about like the sight lines at the Open Championship because you, you don't have a lot of trees, you don't have a lot of perspective there. And a lot of these fairways, you don't really know what's out there. Even with the leaderboards and the scoreboards and the, you know, the TV towers up, they were giving us lines. But like, I asked them, I was like, how do guys, you know, if you have a new guy, young guy, or a, a caddy that's not really had a lot of experience around the Open Championship, how in the world do they navigate this place? I mean, they, they would have to go there and put in a ton of work to study that golf course and that layout to know exactly where this ball needs to land, but then taking into account all the rollout it's going to have. So it, it just, to me, it lends itself so much more so to experience around tracks like that, experience around St. Andrews, or the old course, um, and, and the variance that is the Open Championship, not just the weather, but just the bounce here or there. Do you think that unseen undulations and especially how firm and fast it is, and particularly with the greens, is why you see so many guys play Augusta National and the old course basically the same? Uh, like it's the same guys at the top of the leaderboard? I mean, I saw so many greens that I was like, this is just like like 14 at Augusta, which you know, the line is always like, oh, this looks like two buried elephants in the front of 14 at Augusta. Like, I saw so many greens like that that I had no idea really work that way um, from from just watching it on TV. So I, I think it could definitely have some 
some correlation there, but for, but tee to green, it's not even it's not even close to the same to me. It, it, hitting the ball off the tee and from the fairways, it's not even close to the same as Augusta National. Putting it, yes, but chipping around there maybe, but that's it. Well, I guess if everyone's hitting a 370 like you, it just it really enhances. I mean, we saw Zach Johnson end up winning, and it wasn't well, like the same circumstances that he won Augusta under, where it had to be as hard as possible, you know, no going for the greens and two, wedges into everything. But he could compete at the old course just because he can still flick his wedges in there. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, that's the other thing I thought about was, you know, you do not have to have distance there, especially if they're going to – and that caddy was like, yeah, they're, they're going to brown this place out even more. It's going to be even firmer. The, the, the bounces that sometimes you would get off a really good tee shot, I thought my ball was hitting the cart path. And there's no cart path. <laughs> you know, there's not a cart path. There's a walking path. But it looked like it was hitting the cart path compared to, you know, what we see here, you know, where I play every week. Um, so you don't have to have distance. It's going to be far more about – I mean, obviously, we, we say this every week. Distance is an advantage every course you go to, right? But you don't have to have it. But more so, you need to know exactly where that ball needs to go off the tee, the line it needs to go on, and consider the rollout. And and then from there, a lot of creativity, you know, hitting into these greens and, and playing around them and putting on them. It's insane. I've never – I was horrible putting, Pat. I had so many three putts. I, because I'm not used to having to turn my effing shoulders to hit a putt. But, you know, you got these greens that are double greens, and if you miss, you know, long on one side or something and the pin's tucked on the other side, I mean, I feel like I was hitting, I must feel like I was hitting like 100-yard putts. It was insane. Um, so, so Jordan Spieth is going to win the British Open. Thank you for that. Confirmed. Hey, yeah, I, I love it. I love, and it's another reason I think Tiger can continue to compete. Like, Tiger... Tiger could probably play the old course and never pull driver. Like, you know, he doesn't have to lash at anything. And it's not a hard walk, obviously, right? Like, it's pretty, it's pretty flat. They're, they're having a hard time with the length on it. And that's, why, that's one reason why they're trying to make it real firm and fast is just to, to even, even though that doesn't, like, that makes it play shorter, but it makes it play more difficult. They, they, they've run out of room. Like, they can't make it too much longer. They really can't unless they start eating into the new course, which is right next to it. I mean, literally next to it. Uh, but the new course, the the new course is also like a hundred or two hundred years old as well, or however old it is. It's not a, it's not new. It, it, there's a lot of history to it, and they're not going to just bulldoze it, I don't think. Um, but at this point, like it's going to play as long as it's going to play uh, in terms of being able to to do that. So like a guy like Tiger will not have to take like mighty lashes at anything, I don't think, unless he's hitting out of the you know out of the fescue or something, which is hard as shit. Let's get to the weather at the Travelers okay. Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut this week. I don't really see much, to be perfectly honest with you. It's going to spike up a little bit, like when the early guys are on the course, um, later in the round, early in the round for the later guys on Thursday, but nothing extreme, like a high gust of 14 miles per hour. I'm not sweating yeah. that. And then very yeah. late on Friday, maybe it ticks up to like 12. So I don't see any sort of wave advantage this week uh, if you're trying to stack tea times or anything like that i'll have the link to the weather tower in the newsletter but just not seeing it it looks like a really nice week of golf in cromwell uh yeah i also gotta say it looks like a lot of the rains moved out right because yesterday i was looking at it i mean it looks like they could get some they're probably gonna get some rain um i don't know it was i thought there was gonna be a lot more rain than there is now it was gonna play like super soft i guess friday's gonna be kind of rainy so it's going to play soft, maybe, but yeah, no wind. I don't see a wave advantage either. By the way, Pat, your newsletter is killer. Thank you. You, you got to grow, man. People need to subscribe to that damn thing. It's really good. I don't know how you write all that stuff. We, you, now you're thinking that I write all of it, and I don't have a ghostwriter. I know you don't write all right. of it, but still. 
No, I, 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 keep, I keep it up to date for the peoples. I, I actually, I like the newsletter too. It's, it's the last word that I can get in and just certain stuff that yeah. I forget about during the week, like when I'm making my notes. And it's like, yeah, I'll throw it in the newsletter. And people are like, yeah, okay, newsletter, whatever. But hey, it has all the final really stuff good. in it. Yeah. DraftKings picks and ownership. So let's do the ownership first. Uh, it's a really difficult week. It feels like uh, Tambo always says this, that these are always some, I mean, next week is really going to be this, but it's yeah. sort of like a lazy affair. No one's taking it as seriously coming off a major week in terms of doing content. And sometimes that can lead to a lot of soft spots. And even I'm having kind of difficulty figuring out the ownership at the top. I can tell you who people are using down the board. So down the board, Seamus Power is going to be pretty highly owned. Aaron Wise, Mito Pereira, Joel Damon, Brendan Steele. All those guys are going to be above 10%, probably bordering on 15%. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would add I would add Riley. I think people are going to play oh, yes. Riley, don't you? Yeah, Riley, yeah. Riley and Harmon would be the other two. Harmon, yeah, that's the other. Um, uh, Keegan? Are we getting up to Keegan territory yet? I think Keegan's going to be a, a potentially popular play. Maybe, um, maybe we're not looking up, up, up to that range just yet. But I, I would agree with those names. Um, yeah, if we I go, thought Maverick yeah. was going to be popular, but yeah. he's clearly not. He's been so um, trash lately. He has been trash. Although I'm looking right now, I see a site that has him projected around 13 or so, 13 percent more popular than Keegan. Well, they have fun with that. Now, Keegan's going to be 15-plus, I would guess. He might actually be, like, double Finau. No one's going to Finau this week. I I'm not betting Finau as an outright because I'm not Feinberg, but I am going to play him on DraftKings. I think he's a really good price. Yeah, um, and, I mean, Finau missed the cut, what, by two shots last week? Um, let's see what he did last week. Like, round one, he actually hit it pretty good. Round two, he lost... Uh, at the U.S. Open, he lost like two and a half strokes alone off the tee on round two. So it's like that that one, you know, and then Denny McCarthy makes makes the cut on the number and finishes, what, T7 or T5 or whatever he was. Um, so, I mean, as good as Finau was playing before the U.S. Open, you can definitely make a case for pivoting to him if people are not playing him. So in terms of the very top, like above 10K, I think Spieth is going to be moderately popular. Nothing too crazy. Same as Sung Jay, like nothing too crazy on Sung Jay. Like those guys will be fine. Um, I'm seeing Rory and Cantley as the two that everyone seems to be going to. Does that track with you? In the 10K range, I I, I think it's. Um, I thought it was going to be more Rory uh, than than anybody on when we when I did the show on Monday night. It does look like based on what I'm looking at on Fantasy National, other sites, Cantley is clearly the number one guy. Um, I am happy to see that uh at least for now Scheffler is the is the odd man out because I, I said on my, on our show Monday to me I, I I'm bouncing up to Scheffler I, I I like I continue to love the way the guy's playing Ted Scott on the bag formerly you know this is this was one of those Bubba Watson courses um I, I don't think I don't think we can ever I don't think we can underestimate what what good Ted Scott has done for him so I will gladly jump up probably to to Scheffler, but yeah, I'm seeing Cantlay, Xander, and Rory up top there. Yeah, and Xander, it's weird because on Fantasy National, Fantasy National members are not going towards Xander. They have uh, him way down. Yeah, at this point, it's like him and uh, who was the other one? Finau. Obviously, Brooks has WD'd from this tournament. He ain't playing. I am going to release another show tomorrow afternoon. I have a special guest lined up. We're going to be talking all things Live Tour versus PGA Tour, what to expect, everything like that. Now that we have more uh, updated news on a lot of this, yeah. We get the big Jay Monahan press conference today. Oh, yeah, great. That's going to be fucking thrilling. And I like Sam Burns. Like, as a play above your, your boy, Sam Burns, I actually do think that there's something to this course in Valspar. 
I don't know exactly what it is, but I start looking at leaderboards who plays well at both these tournaments. It's all guys that do well at Valspar. So Sam Burns, you know, back-to-back winner at Valspar. I'm good with that. I think the Fantasy National has him over-projected right now. They have him around 15%. I think that he might come in the lowest of the 10K guys. Cool. And, I, oh, and I, I don't think that's going to be like 5%. I think it's going to be like 12% or something like yeah. that. But still, and I, it's so much easier because I want to play a ton of Spieth. I'm going to play Sungjae. I'm going to play Finau, but I can play a lot of Burns Spieth lineups uh, if we can figure out what to do with the bottom. So I'm good with that. If you're looking for pivots in like the nine and eight Ks, Finau, Fleetwood, Varner. Then you have like Webb. I like Leishman this week. I'm going to use Leishman. Then you have Denny, Keith Mitchell, Jason Day, Jason. No one's using Jason Kokrak, which I thought was kind of surprising. Uh, A, A guy who plays really well at Valspar. Yeah, he's he's been trash though too, and 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 I'm shocked that he hasn't gone ahead and made the live jump. Right, we're all kind of waiting on that to happen. Uh, so maybe there's a little a little mailing it in going on for Kokrak behind the scenes. Um, but he's he hasn't been very good. That's I think that's why. Brennan Todd is the other one. I know Rick was big on him this week. Obviously, he played in the final group with Dustin Johnson two years ago coming out of COVID, uh, playing some good golf at the moment. I don't think it's going to be crazy with him, but just sandwich in between him. You have, like, Cebez. No one's going to use him. Uh, who else do we have? Like, Siwoo. Freaking K- Fantasy National has Todd at 16.6% right now. That's what, that's what the owners are using him at. But, like, you know, you have the – I like to use the actual lineup percentage, but sometimes – Fantasy National is going to spit you out players just because people are using the metrics and be like, oh, yeah, that guy is a great play. Let's use him. And then it kind of overinflates what the projection is going to be. I don't know if he – do you think he gets a 16.5% ownership? I would say he comes under that. I mean, if we're setting it over-under, I would take the under. I mean, it is Brennan Todd. Nobody gets real, you know, nobody gets real jazzed up to play Brennan Todd. Another side, I've seen him at like 12%. So, yeah, that seems... Uh, the, the under is in play. I, I, I think I think, I think going back to up top, I, I think Fantasy National is underestimating Xander here. I think given how reliable he's been, you know, and we're not talking about betting him out right here, um, as reliable as he's been to get him at the 10K price, I think he's going to be above what Fantasy National is projecting him at right now. Oh, 100% on that one. He will most definitely. He'll probably be the third highest owned of the guys. We didn't even mention Justin Thomas. Like, do you have a favorite? Like, I like Burns the best yeah. per price, but, like, Thomas seems to be kind of forgotten in this circumstance. Probably yeah. not a great course to forget Justin Thomas at. Burns... It's hard for me to not play Sam Burns when he's when he's not chalk. Um, I, I just love, you know, I tweeted you earlier this week that I, I think I think the big dick Vic, uh, you know, it rhymes, but it doesn't apply. You know, I think it goes to Sam Burns. I think he's the the big dick energy on the PGA Tour right now uh, in terms of these young guys. So Burns for me is always one of my favorites. And, and then Scotty up top. I am getting, I don't know if this is like real or not. Someone just tweeted at me as we're doing the show live asking if Ooh. Justin Thomas withdrew or not as he's no, he's no longer showing up on the leaderboard and instead it has Satoshi Kadaira. Yeah. In? To- Toshi's Toshi's in, but like it's not really like anybody like really official yet. Rob huh. Bolton hasn't given it his Yes, yeah, so some, Rob hasn't said it, it hasn't happened. Yeah, so some random guy said that Justin Thomas is WD from the Travelers Championship. All right, so let's live in a world where Justin Thomas has withdrawn. And Justin, oh, somebody in the chat just said JT is a withdrawal. All right, well, he was projected around like 15% ownership. Where do you think that, I mean, that's great. That's bad news for Sam Burns wow. in terms of his yeah. ownership being down, but that really has to pump up Rory, right? Yeah, um... Damn, 
I wonder why he withdrew. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it'd be Burns and Rory for sure. Uh, I, I, that's why I think Scheffler's going to be under the radar because I think people will just keep playing Rory and save a little bit of cash. Um, the, the people are starting to get bored with Scotty. Um, so it's, it's got to go there. Or it just goes right, it just continues to go to Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think, think it goes it's... to anybody. I think it goes to everybody but Scheffler. Yeah, everyone but Scheffler actually does make sense. But I, I don't think that Scheffler is going to be like, what would you project an ownership in like the big $20 on Scotty Scheffler? Like 15, 16% like he normally is? I think at the most, actually. Yeah, but you always underrate that there are people that are just like, the most expensive guy is the best guy. Let's play him. And with Scotty Scheffler, they're right They're that? right a lot of the times. Mm hmm So, are you... people do that. Do, do you have, like, a limit of where you would play Keegan to? Like, if, if you start seeing Keegan coming in at, let's say, 20% instead of 13%, would you be like, eh, maybe a bit much with Keegan? Or is he just in too good a form to pass up? I talked about this on my show, like, you know, me and you were old enough to remember when you would be embarrassed to play Keegan, right? You, you, you'd, you'd be, you'd be really embarrassed. You didn't want to admit it. it. He was your, he was, he was the habit you didn't want to admit you had, the vice you didn't want to admit you had. But now it feels like, you know, jokes on you if you're not playing Keegan Bradley. The guy's been extremely reliable. Uh, the ball striking is has continued to be awesome. I think he's in as good as form as he's been maybe in his PJ tour career, he's just waiting on that win. He's knocking it down. And if there's anything we've learned, you know, we, we learn it all the time, but like, like, look at Matt Fitzpatrick last week, like some chalk, you just need to eat it. And, and Will's out Taurus last week, like some chalk, you're just going to have to eat it and it's going to pay off. It, it does feel a little grimy, a little grimier to, to have a chalky Keegan Bradley, as opposed to like, you know, a chalky Jordan Spieth or a Xander or a, well, not Xander, but like a, you know, a, a Sam Burns to me. Um, 20% is going to make me start thinking about it for Keegan, but like 15% Keegan, I'm in for sure. I'm not passing him up. I, I just think, you know, he's still up in the Northeast. You know, it's his, he got all emotional about it last, you know, last, last week in Boston, he's ready to go. He's been knocking on the door multiple times. He could have, could have won three times this, this year, this spring, he could have won three times. So the form is definitely there. Um, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to jump off it right now if I don't have to. Keegan led the U.S. Open in strokes gained approach with 10.9 yep. strokes gained on approach last week. And while his putting was disastrous in the final round, it actually did gain for the week, less than a stroke. But it, he's getting rid of those huge minuses on the green, which is all, yeah. we, all we ever want from a player like this who strikes it so well. It's like, you don't need to be the best putter in the world. Just don't be the worst guy out there. We saw when List won. Like, yeah, he wasn't the worst guy out there. He wins at Torrey Pines. That's all we want from these guys. Maybe Corey Connor can follow the lead on this one, gain like a stroke putting during a tournament all of a sudden he's fine if you are looking for it it's up on yeah. usopen.com for the strokes gain metrics we're trying to get them over into fantasy national it's just taking a little bit of time moose is trying to figure it out but keegan scheffler that he's not playing damon then you got joseph bramlett who gained almost eight strokes on approach last week and lost almost 10 putting <laughs> good god um you know the keegan thing too the spike putting weeks Look at the Wells Fargo, where he gained almost 10. That's the second most in his entire PGA Tour career, which is a lengthy PGA Tour career. Like, the fact that he's having these spike weeks, 3.7 at the API, uh, 9.8 at Wells Fargo, 3.4 at Memorial, putted well last week. The fact that he's having these two is is a promising sign. And he's and he's on the same type of green surfaces. Everybody we've talked to, I know, I know we've all heard it. Like, these surfaces are just the same in terms of how they roll, how they putt. Um, they're pretty pure. There's some POA in them, but they put more like bent. Um, I, I think 
I think Keegan could be. I, I think you could miss the boat on Keegan if you if you if you if you're not careful. He is in my. And player. as much as we've all bet Keegan for so long, God dang, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the money. You know what I mean? I, I bet him last week. He cashed on his eight places. That was fine for me. It was nice to have. I had a whole bunch of runners last nice. week. None of them were Matthew Fitzpatrick. Unlike you guys, who had the you had the Matthew Fitzpatrick without the top five bet at eighteen to one, right? Yes, but that's it. He didn't make my official, uh, you know, now, now again, we're from Scotland. I was like seven Guinnesses deep. Uh, Pat put out two names. Pat put out Lowry and uh, who was the other one he put out? He put out two. And then I put out like five and none of them were Fitzpatrick. But we did like that one little prop, that, that prop angle on on covers uh, that we, we did manage to hit on. And I liked Fitzpatrick, but I just... I think in that range, I was so drawn to Sam Burns, and and then I got out of that range. Like Sam Burns, like the guy I said, I'm I'm gonna plant my flag on there, and then I'm dipping, and I'm gonna work back uh, from there. So uh, I just missed out on it. But I mean, it, it, Fitzpatrick, we all saw that coming too. Like the kid was playing so damn so damn good. So I'm going with Burns this week. Obviously, we still don't no official word on Justin Thomas, but I'm guessing he's probably not playing. Would be. If I had to guess right now, that's going to be the case. Hopefully, by the end of the show, we'll actually have that figured out. So, Burns is probably my only guy from above $10,000. I'm good with passing on Scheffler here because roster construction-wise, do you feel good about, like, if you play, let's say you play Scotty Scheffler. Throw Scotty Scheffler in a lineup, you have 7,700 remaining for each of the five mm-hmm. spots. Now, if you want to use, let's say, Spieth with them, or hell, even Sam Burns. Scheffler and Sam Burns, now you're down to 7,100. It's doable at a tournament like this because we see a lot of like rando names on the leaderboard it's just hard to parse who those guys are going to be like would you rather start Scheffler Burns or potentially start Spieth Finau Keegan and you have approximately the same amount left except you only have three spots to fill now instead of four spots to fill yeah the Scheffler Burns stack is is difficult um we've we've seen we've definitely seen stacks like that do pretty well um I think even lately so going down and getting that, you know, getting those cheap guys in the 6K, uh, I think you can do it this week. I, I I like some names in the 6K this week more so than I have in a few of the the more recent weeks. So I don't mind doing it. I, I think uh, I think I probably would prefer to have just one of those guys and maybe uh, you know as like a core lineup. I guess if we're just gonna have to pick one lineup that we're gonna work in. But uh, I, I don't mind the speed fee now. What do you say, Keegan play either? Um, yeah, and that can be speed. That can turn into Spieth, uh, yeah. Finau, Power, whoever. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can you can build that sort of balance build. And I do think this is one of the tournaments where if you wanted to fade everyone in the 10K range, I wouldn't hold it against you this week. I, I mean, I think almost almost any week you could you can do that. I mean, even last week, like at the U.S. Open, the only name that, uh, that was really up there that you, you really needed to have in the 10K range and above was Scotty. Um, and you probably didn't have to have him. I mean, he didn't win. So um, I think you can do that almost any week for sure. I definitely think it's going to leave a gap in that Brendan Todd kind of Cbez, you know, B steel range. What's what's Steele's ownership projected? Like, he he might be like the highest owned guy. He might be like twenty two percent. I I don't know if that's going to work out to that. But find me someone who doesn't like Brendan Steele this week. Yeah, but are they going to actually be, you know, it's one of those things where he gets talked up a lot, but then when people actually start making lineups, like you said, if you if you start hitting a lot of these guys, if you get three of these guys in 9K and above in your lineup, it starts to get it starts to get tougher to get in that 
upper sevens range, I think. Yeah, but I think you start looking at things like, okay, so if you use Cantley, who we still do project to be the highest owned guy above 10K, let's say your lineup starts with him. You know, Cantley, steal Todd Damon. You still have 8,300 left for two spots. So you can go one up, one down. You can keep it even if you wanted to. Like, who is the guy in, like, the mid-sevens that you think that people might end up going to? Like, there doesn't really seem to be anyone, which is strange. Maybe Neesmith. I like Adam Long this week at $7,000. I think he's a pretty good play, but I don't think he's going to be popular by any means. There doesn't seem to be much of a consensus on who the play is below, let's say, Joel Damon at $7,700. Like From there, maybe Mac Hughes people are going to get on. The the stats like Aaron Rye, so anyone that uses an optimizer probably ends up on him, but it doesn't seem like everything is coalescing on any one player. So you can kind of pick and choose from there. Like I like Cameron Davis as well, but let's say you did want to do the up down with that. And let's say Svensson. I like Svensson. Svensson's good enough, especially at a course like this. So you put Svensson, Cantley, Steele, Todd, Damon, Svensson. You have 97. You can use Sungjae in that lineup if you want to. You can use Neiman, Finau, Keegan, and whoever you want in that lineup all of a sudden. Yeah, I like that. I like, and it's Vincent's one of my guys in that six K range I, I had circled here. Um, yeah, I think Hughes might be your guy in that in that range that I think people would go to. But it, that that's that's definitely one of those uh, one of those ranges that feels kind of dead and empty. It's just everything's so spread out. Like you can make a pretty compelling case for all of them or none of them if you really wanted to, simply because these are absolutely—they're not like the biggest chipperonis on tour. Uh, we might have to get used to these guys here if everyone's going to live. But yeah. I, I have yeah. some guys in the like. I like Cam Davis. I like him at these like shorter type. Even Pete Dye courses tends to play really well. Nee Smith, who you mentioned, uh, another guy who played really well at Valspar this year. I have no problems going to him. Merritt's probably my favorite. At 7100 bucks, What do you make of Nick Hardy? It was all putting for him last week. But since yeah. he has come back from the injury, I suppose it was. I don't even really know what it was. He's been, I mean, the results have been good. He's been doing it in different ways, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, if, if we just went with the guy who gained all the strokes on approach last week, we would find the winner a whole fuck more often than we actually do. <laughs> Yeah, um, I talked about Nick Hardy on my show a little bit. The uh, and I, I'm saying my show because Pat wasn't on it, so I don't want to get all the Pat fans are going to be like, "It's not your show." Um, Nick Hardy is one of those guys. I think so. Preseason, I, I loved this guy. I was high on him. I said I think he's going to have a great rookie season. To this point, he is not. But I think Nick Hardy's kind of a killer in the in the making. Um, so he's had a really terrible year, and then he gets he goes on this Corn Ferry Tour event a few weeks ago, goes back down, plays down to the Corn Ferry Tour, almost wins it. I think he finished runner-up. And I think for a guy like that, and then to qualify for the U.S. Open and then to play well in the U.S. Open, it's like sometimes that's all these guys need, and then and then stuff starts clicking. Um, I mean, and yes, he did really well putting last week, but he, he it's not like he was terrible, um, you know, tee to green. He was just basically average or baseline on every other stat category for the event last week at U.S. Open. So uh, I, I think Nick Hardy is definitely in play. It feels like it, it feels like when I have to pay up for him, it's, or when I pay seventy one hundred for him, there's probably some names below him that I feel like maybe safer, maybe have a better, a higher floor. But I think he's a high ceiling guy. And if you if you want to ride the momentum of a young guy that I think has some promise, now I think even last week we heard uh, some veterans talking about. I want to say I heard a press conference or an interview or two with somebody that was like that played with him. I was like, this kid is this kid is a really good player. He's a, he's a he's kind of a, a real deal. Uh, I think that's in play. 
DraftKings has a bet right now if you go to DraftKingsSportsbook.com because they still have Justin Thomas on the board. Again, we don't have it official that he has withdrawn, but it's more or less looking like that's the case at the moment. Where you can bet on Scheffler, Spieth, or Burns to win at 4-1. to one. Now, those guys' odds are 9-1, to 18-1, and 20-1 to one currently at DraftKings Sportsbook. And I would think that if you're going to make any bet below... 40 to one right now with any of those guys on the board do it now before justin thomas gets taken off at whatever site yeah. that you bet off because those dots are going boo yeah. very quickly here um the, would you do four to one that actually seems pretty low doesn't it yeah i mean I, I don't i don't do yeah i don't i don't really do those i would probably be out on that you know who i like leishman leishman at 8400 yeah, bucks no one's using him seems like he's kind of trending up doesn't he um obviously uh former winner here right yeah, 2011. Man, that was a long time ago, so, yeah, dog. Decade, um, decade ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the leash play. Definitely going to be unpopular, right? Uh, let's see, Fantasy National has been like eight. Yeah, he was uh, 14th in that the field. High. He was 14th in the field in approach last week, uh, four and a half. I was thinking about betting him, but he didn't end up making the final card. But I will most definitely be using him on DraftKings. Like, what are you looking for this week? I'm just looking for... I'm, I don't really care about distance. I care like about fairways, yeah. just basically wedges and putting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to have so many iron shots within that 125, 150, 175 range. Um, so I think it's, I think it's also going to be scoring, especially with the rain. If the rain comes in on Friday, uh, I, I think we're going to see the scores get up there a little bit. This is not typically a, an event where we see like 20 under, but I think it, I think they could threaten 20 under here, especially with a, a better field, a more top heavy field. Um, so I think birdies, you're going to need guys making birdies here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you said. It's hitting fairways, however you got to do it, whether you're Cam Davis and you're, you're clubbing down and you're doing what you do at like RBC heritage or, or occasionally you're going to go ahead and cut a corner. Like we saw Bubba and we saw DJ do here before, or you're a short knocker. Like it's going to, this is obviously bringing everybody into play. Um, which the, the, the fairways thing is the one concern I have for Leishman. He's not really known to be a, a great, uh, you know, fairway finder of the golf ball off the tee. But for the most part, it's approach play, you know, as always, and just scoring. So, yeah. And River Highlands seems to be one of those courses where course history tends to show out, right? The same guys have definitely played well here before. So maybe weighting that a little bit more than, than, than normal. Is it that they, that there is a course history correlation, or is it just that this is a, generally speaking, this year is not so much the case, and neither was the COVID year, but generally speaking, one of the weaker fields of the year, and you get the same sorts of guys that show up every single time, where when you start injecting some of these higher-end players, maybe it throws all of that off? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's your that's that's the the big brain uh, section of the newsletter there from from Mayo. But uh, I mean, we just have so much data on this golf course. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if the, if the field strength is that. I mean, it definitely feels like a better field, but I don't know if it really has that much to do with it. Right. Like, I feel like this this golf course still is going to suit the eye of certain players that that just feel good here. Right. And And I bet if we dug into some of the guys that have played well here, whether the field strength was good or not, they may have come in here playing like total shit before and they get here and they, they all of a sudden turn it around or they find something or, you know, we, we hear that all the time from these guys. So I, I don't know that that's, that's too big brain for me, Pat. I'm not Tambo. Remember, can I give you five guys below $6,000 that I have interest in? Would that be acceptable Is to you? Below 7,000? Below 7,000. Yeah. <laughs> we well, go back to 2015 DraftKings where we yeah. had 59. 
Yeah, like the first ever uh, Millie Maker on. <laughs> I think that was the year where Na and Hoffman ended up in the like optimal and the winning lineup. I think they were like $6,100 because you had VJ Singh at $4,000, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah below- Bryce Mulder. Yeah, Bryce Mulder down there at like fifty-four. Oh man, I used to play him. I used to play Bryce Mulder and who was the random year? The Ass Wagon. Ass Wagon was yeah, like the min I price run. every single week. Like these guys make the cut yes. every week. God, those are the days you could call on Tyrone. Yeah, he, hit me, hit me. Who are your guys? Svenson and Smotherman. No big shocker yep. there. Everyone likes those guys. They're not going to be super yep. highly owned though. Hostler is sixty nine hundred dollars. Uh, people did not know he, he was a late add into the field. I don't know if uh, Kadira is going to get his way in. I wouldn't actually hate Kadira as much, but Hostler, ah, yeah, I'm iffy on it. Uh, John Huh at sixty eight hundred dollars. You know he's gained on average nine strokes tee to green in his past two starts. That's pretty solid. I did not know that. You are definitely the uh, John Ha connoisseur of the DFS streets. That's for sure. And the other two, are, the other two are at sixty-five. Uh, Hank Lebiota, yeah, just shows up really well for me. There's going to be more on him in the newsletter later on tonight. And I think that Hayden Buckley is at sixty-five hundred dollars after what he did last week and what his skill set is. I don't know if he's going to be like popular, popular, but he kind of sticks out down in this range, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I so I. I think I'm going to I'm going to see your Hayden Buckley and I'm going to hit you with another Corn Ferry Tour rookie that I think if we or a PJ Tour rookie off the Corn Ferry Tour this year uh who's already racked up a win McGreevy? but I think if you look, No, not he hadn't racked up a win. But if you look at his long term like long term what he did on the Corn Ferry Tour what he's best at this place fits him very well and that's Chad Ramey at 67. So I I'm looking at Ramey. I like your Smotherman, I like Svensson. You know, I I've, I'm definitely a uh uh, 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 self-mutilating Russell Knox fan here. So I'll go Russell Knox. And Adam Schink for me is another one that I, that I like down here. Yeah, Schink, Schink we've played well here the last couple weeks. Yeah, Schenk played well last week. He played well at the Canadian Open as well. I know he pulled out of the Canadian Open. I think he played well the week before that. It's just, do you need to go down into the sixes? Like, if you want to do that double 10K yeah. build, you have to. If, if you want to get anyone else really good in your lineup, unless you feel very comfortable in the low sevens. But... I don't, I don't mind going down to the sixes this week. I think with the with a, a golf course like this that has that 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 allows a lot of different types of players to play well, um, and, and with scoring being better than than I mean, it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of birdies out here, and and I think these guys are gonna I think winning score is gonna get you know get up there a little bit um, more so than last year, at like thirteen under, right? I think it's gonna be in that sixteen to seventeen, maybe better range. I'm I'm fine going to the 6K range. I think you got some guys here that are going to pop. All right, so I've just done the move that's going to take me out of the running in any sort of any lineup that has this guy in it, and this move was made. This is why I'm not winning money this week. Like, are you even trying to lose money if you're not using Garrick Higo here? Yeah, God, God dang, you love Higo. Um, I've never used him. I got to be honest. I'll, I, you know, I've never used him. I'm, my name's David. I've never used get Garrick Higo in any lineup or any shape or form. He had a nice memorial. He kind of sucked me back in. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've never used the guy. I, you should be using him. He came through at Palmetto I, and in spades last year. It was great. Yeah, Palmetto is a tournament that we don't talk about at Tour Junkies Enterprises. That, 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 that golf tournament we don't talk about. We, you know, it, it's, it's kind of been written out of the, the annals of history in terms of, as far as we're concerned. So well, I just I act like it didn't happen. I, I will continue to bring it up because it was my best week of the year last year. Good. Just, that, the, the, the Hatton, Bovan, Pelt, Higo stacks really really panned out for me. God dang. 
what See, this is why I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, is there anyone else that you, we haven't brought up yet? Like, are you in on Herman or not? Because Herman's going to be popular, but another good Valspar guy. His course history here has been immaculate and tends to play the yeah. US Open pretty well and even played pretty well this time around. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Harmon. I liked him on Monday. I've talked about him. Uh, I think um, he's a guy, but at the end of the day, and I haven't started making my lineups yet, but at the end of the day, like, will I actually fit him into a lineup? I don't know, because, like, I do want Davis Riley in lineups, and I, um, your, your Leishman pivot is starting to look enticing, so will I actually be able to work him in a lineup if I don't like, go, like, really heavy with this balance deal? Uh, I don't know. I could see him kind of being one that I'm like, you know, he might not end up in there and I'm just going to like hold my breath and hope that it pays off. But it's, it's a fade that kind of scares me a little bit. As weird as that sounds to say, Brian Harmon scares me, but he always scares me when it, whenever I use him, he's absolute fucking garbage. And whenever I don't Same. use him, he's T4 Same. and it's like, Oh yeah, great. He hit that tree, but bounced next to the hole. Fantastic news. When I have Brian Harmon, he just hits it into the water every single time. I think I was, so heavy on him at Colonial where he missed the cut. Um, and maybe that's where there's a little bit of a little bit of burn there for uh, for the guy. But I just don't know that I'll actually get to him. But I do like him. Like, if somebody wants to play him, like, play him. Do you have any thoughts on Scott Stallings, who had a really good run at Colonial? Um, you know, he has two top tens here in his career, a bunch of missed cuts. He is sort of a, you know, a feast or famine type player. But he's so low in the pricing that if you're trying to parse through this lower sevens and you do want to use that double 10k build i think that i have the guys that i want for that if i want to do it but i you know i'm not opposed to you throwing out some other names here or us kind of talking this through yeah stalling at six stallings at uh at 6900 he's definitely a high variance like he's a he's a very you know a solid gpp play a lot of times because i mean but he'll also you know he'll he'll wreck you he'll trunk slam on a friday and be done and piss you off uh, but he, he does have, uh, you know, a couple of high finishes here at the Travelers. Um, I, I could get down with it. I, I think I love Scott as a person. He's a good dude. We've had him on the show before. I'm very close to his caddy, John Yarbrough. Uh, I try to get some reads on those guys when I can. But um, but he's not a guy that, like, really gets me going down here. Like, I, okay, if we're going to name some other names, uh, we talked about Nick Hardy. I, I did I did confess my, my Russell Knox uh, addiction, so I have that. Um Svensson, I'm with you. Smotherman, I'm with you. Let's see, working down. Ramey, we talked about. I, I've been big on David Lipsky all year, and I, I don't know that this is a perfect spot for him, but he's he's a name that makes me stop, like kind of stop scrolling a little bit. JT Poston, I love, but I, I've not gotten him right all, all year. Um, I'm also very bullish on Callum Terran for the season, and, and just going forward, I think Callum Terran is going to be a very good player. I followed him around at, the, uh, at TPC Craig Ranch for a, a day, Guys got some game. Uh, I read an article about him that Fire Pit Collective put out last week that was very interesting. Like strokes gained home life for Callum Terran is going really well right now. And I think he's a, a really strong player. Uh, this isn't probably the perfect course for him. Like he hits it a mile. Like I'd rather have him somewhere where that, that can be used at a greater advantage. But uh, I think him and, and then Shink kind of get get me get me about as low as I want to go. Uh, or maybe Lebiota as well. Taron was ninth last week in strokes gained approach. Yeah. He was 6.69 at the U.S. Open and lost marginally off the tee, but a lot of that was due to accuracy, definitely not length, and just really couldn't make any putts. Did come T31, though. I'm probably not going to get to him here, and I'm probably going to cull a lot of these guys from down at the bottom. Like, obviously, I'm not going to play six, 6K guys as a no, part no, of my no. player pool. I think I like, huh? 
and Svensson the best, and Lebiota if I need the savings. That's probably where I'll end up. Then I'll see if Smotherman can make it in. I, I feel like Hostler is going to get a wave of momentum here. And there's guys in the bottom sevens that I like, like I mentioned. Uh, Merritt, Long, Neesmith. Are yep. right there. I think Thigala, Thigala, Pan, and Lahiri are all at 73. I think they're somewhat intriguing. And then you have Nick Hardy. I mean, no mention of Gim Reaper, Lonto, Seb. I mean, Grio should... Grio's back to striking it pretty well. So it's starting that, to do his thing again, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have Ricky Fowler, who apparently is still playing. Yeah. What? Yeah, what's going on with that? Oh. Because, I mean, he committed to live, right? Has he actually committed to live, though? I don't know. I don't think he has. Because I've seen I've seen all these things about like these guys committing, and then you, you go to like their Twitter handle or whatever, and you don't see anything about it. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know. Ricky's enticing at seven K, honestly, if he's gonna play. Why? Because are you trying to lose money? Is that your goal for the week? <laughs> no, I mean I just I mean uh, he can he can make birdies. He doesn't have to you know he doesn't have to hit like all these long irons into these greens. Like the, obviously the guy his putting's been a little sus lately, but. I don't know. He's a little enticing at 7K. Feels like a value. All right. So if we try to figure out, we'll get to the play the best plays lineup here before jumping into the chat. But I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to think of like, what are the optimizers going to tell us this week? I think they're going to say that the Stars and Scrubs build is the mode. Just because once you get to a certain level that you're going to look at a lot of Rory Cantlay lineups, Rory... I mean, Rory, the optimizers love Rory. They're going to love Cantley as well, and they're going to love Brendan yeah. Steele. Those three guys, just for anyone who plays a bunch of lineups, uh, they're just going to be probably inherently more popular, especially because Justin Thomas is unlikely to play as well. After that, I don't really know who the guys are going to be. It depends on the builds that you want to use, but I would say that Rory and Cantley are probably going to be up top. So if we do the best, play the best plays lineup, would you use both of them or would you just stick with either Rory or Cantley? do you think? Mm, I think I'd rather, out of those two, I'd rather just roll with one of them. And Cantley's the cheaper one. So let's go Cantley, Steel. So those two are going to be locked in. I think Keegan probably makes this lineup, right? Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then can we fit in? Uh, that's tough. You got 7,500 left um, on average here. I was going to say, could we squeeze in Riley? But that's going to be tough. Um, it might not be as tough as you think. Do, do you have a lean on who's going to be relatively popular from that low sevens now that we've talked it through? Mm, from the low sevens, I think. Like this, this, I think this, this Svensson or, yeah, Neesmith or Svensson. It feels like one I mean, of those two is the guy. Yeah, I, I think oh, that's tough. You're saying is the guy that we put in this in this lineup or the more popular play? I mean, that it's one and the same for this lineup. Yeah, uh, maybe we save a little cash and put Svensson in there. Okay, so let's go Svensson. Now, now we, we have could get we can get Riley in if you want, and then we can probably go down to Damon. I don't know. Eighty nine hundred dollars is tough. That puts us in that's like seven, Adam Adam Long. Seven. Adam we Long at 7K? No, I don't think we can do that. I think people should I mean, play I, Adam Long. Adam Long's fine this week. I always have a hard time getting on Adam Long. Yeah, I don't think this is going to uh, work. We could go We could go Harmon or be Todd. Oh, you know, we could go Todd. And that leaves us at 8,000. And then we could play Damon. Damon. Yeah, that's probably it. We could improve up from Svensson. 
300 bucks. How much is Neesmith? Is he 71? 71. Nah, is the is nah, the play the best plays lineup always maxed out on salary or no? It, it should be maxed out on salary. We can't get up to Neesmith. We're we're a we're a hundred dollars short. Get your play Merritt. I mean, I like Merritt. Yeah, but no one's using Merritt though. He can't be in the play the best plays lineup. Oh, he's okay. That's a rule too. So we could go, we could take out Keegan and go to power or go down to Riley. That really hurts. Okay, I, I would rather, personally, I would rather go to Riley. Okay, we'll go to Riley at 89. That gives us 800 bucks. And we could take out Svensson and we have $7,600 left. Is there an obvious name right there? Harris, Harris English is right there, who was not horrible with his irons last week. The defending champion legitimately might be 2% owned. Not yeah, but he uh, yesterday in his presser, he talked about how he d still was not quite 100%. Said he felt he obviously was feeling better. He said he was pleased with how he hit it. Did say that the walk was tough on him and that he was still not fully all there, which doesn't mean like that he can't, you know, he can't play well. I just don't know that he would be in the best plays lineup. Hmm. This becomes tough. This is a hard range here. Yeah. I mean, KH is tempting to me a little bit. Uh, we talked about Cam Davis. Um, there's Mac Hughes. I think those are the three mo more popular plays in this range. Okay, how about we do this? Cantley, Steele, got those two locked in. Davis, Riley at 89. Then we go mm -hmm. Neesmith, Damon, Denny McCarthy, which leaves us with $0 remaining. I can I so we're taking out B Todd. I can I can do that if you want to do that. All right, let's do that. That's the play the best plays lineup for the week. The 122nd US Open has concluded, and the champion has been crowned. Dewar's, the official Scotch whiskey of the US Open and most awarded blended Scotch whiskey in history, is proud to congratulate the winner of this prestigious tournament. We're also proud to announce the limited release 2022 Dewar's 19-year-old Champions Edition, double-aged and then finished in new American oak and first fill rye cast for a profile as rich and complex as the game we all love. The 19-year-old Champions Edition is a truly a remarkable experience, worthy of raising a glass to the glory of the U.S. Open and the champions it creates. Please join us in celebrating the winner as we all look forward to next year's tournament at the Los Angeles Country Club. Here's to a great Scotch whiskey, here's to golf, and here's to celebrating the best of the best in every regard. I recently received my Helix mattress in the mail. Came in a big box, and I've had it for probably about a month now. Super comfortable. Super easy to unbox, too. Kind of fun. And put it into the spare room, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go try this out. Went and tried it out. Talked it over with my wife. Swap beds! Helix, now the main source of what Mayo's laying on at the household over here right now. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you get your mattress that you know will be perfect for you when you sleep. I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with the model of my choice because you know, it cooled me down during the night. I like it, you know, I don't like it too firm. I don't like it too soft. And all of a sudden, a mattress shows up that is tailored completely to me. I really love it. It's soft, but it still really supported my wife all in on it too. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched with, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store 
again. It's that easy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash mayo. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never actually all that far away. Helix Sleep is also offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for all our listeners at helixsleep.com slash mayo. People have been been waiting around a long time, so we might as well get to the chat. Those people are probably gone at the moment. But Andy is first up in the chat here, DB. Morning, Pat and David. What do you think is the unique build structure will be this week? Two 10K guys or a more balanced approach? I think it'll be pretty split tell you the truth i think you're going to see a lot of 110k 19k 18k type guy i think that's going to be the most common build yeah so maybe the more unique build is going to be what we were talking about earlier where it's going to be two 10k guys and then you really got to make sure you you get the bottom of that you get the bottom of that 7k or the 6k range right you can build that lineup i don't want to say pretty easily but i think it works like i just the thing is if i'm not going to use scheffler i'll probably fade rory fade cantley use sam burns so let's say i use burns and spieth those will be my the guys I go to. You have seventy four hundred dollars left. Like it's pretty. Yeah. You can even get back up That's to right. like a few of the guys that I like. Like I like Adam Long. I can use him. I like Troy Merritt. I can throw him in. I can throw Neesmith in. Then I have eighty four hundred bucks left for Mark Leishman if I want him. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm in the meantime. I'm I'm gonna try to build a Sam Burns, just Scotty Scheffler lineup that I like. Yeah. You use Fenson, use Libiota, and all of a sudden you're good. Is Spieth, Sungjae, and Riley a good core three to start with? Well, I bet all three of them, so I think that's yeah, pretty good. What I'd do you think? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We love those guys. Uh, rank for DraftKings. Vegas, Hoagie, Tringali, Cam Davis. Cam Davis is the only one of those four that I'm using. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh you know I noticed this yesterday, Pat. I was looking at some uh head-to-head line movement. And there's actually a Hoagie Davis. Uh, line out there on a on a sharper one of the sharper more uh, you know lines makers kind of books where Hoagie opened up as a minus one forty seven favorite over Davis and then he was bet down three hours later to a one minus one sixty nine favorite over Davis I think if you look at Hoagie's most recent performances is terrible three missed cuts right but he's been pretty solid most of the year uh, I do know that he's been his coach Scott Hamilton's a friend of ours. Scott's a great coach. He coaches a number of guys on the PJ Tour, including Scott Stallings, who we just talked about. Hoagie's been working on adding distance. Well, you know, a little bit of the Matt Fitzpatrick stuff, all, all stemming from what Bryson did a couple years ago. But he's been working on adding some distance. I think that's maybe, you know, something in the works for him. But if you look at a long-term picture of a guy, if you look at more long-term form, you know, Hoagie's pretty pretty studly. I think he's a sneaky play, honestly. Coming off the three missed cuts, uh, I, I think he's he's good enough that he could turn something around and really and really play well here. I came into the week and the numbers still like him a lot, and I think one of the main reasons yep. that he had been bet down, especially at a sharper book where they take a lot of big action, those people's models when they run everything, it's going to really wait long term form and long term he's going to look great. And I think even when you look at the places where he has played well, like winning it, I do think that there is some correlation to Pebble Beach here. Just this is the second Shorter shortest four. course on the tour it has super small greens you're gonna have the same sort of skill set going in it's one of the reasons why i like spieth so much coming into this week and obviously hoagie was what was he second yeah second at the amex third at the rsm this is a collection of the pete die sony open yeah. Wyndham championship it's a part of those type of courses and that's generally where tom hoagie plays a lot better but i just see him right now after gaining like 10 events in a row off the tee he's lost in five straight he was a disaster at the u.s open with his irons he was a disaster at the Charles Schwab with his irons like the only reason that he's somewhat competitive he's still missing cuts is because he's actually putting pretty well and that's not yeah. something I would expect to really continue over and over so I, I'm off of Hoagie here I think that the long-term modeling is really helping out with this and they're not factoring in the same sort of idea of hey does this course suit Tom Hoagie well I would say yes but I would say the same thing about Cam Davis when you look at where he plays well yeah. too. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I, I think uh, I like both players. Uh, I just th- found that line interesting, especially and, and those two guys being mentioned in this question on YouTube. I found that line interesting, and you know, the, the off the tee st- struggles, like I said, could be documented with the distance chasing stuff. Uh, I know, I know, is, is it his brother Charlie that's on Twitter that interacts with us a lot? Maybe he can confirm that that's uh, that that's what's happening with Tom. Uh, you know, chasing a little bit of distance, and and maybe if he's here, he doesn't feel like he has to like go after it or he has to hit the bomb drive. Maybe he kind of you know, scales it down a little bit, just finds some fairways and and does his thing with his irons. You know, maybe, maybe that happens for him. Did, did we get any confirmation on Justin Thomas? It doesn't look like it so far. I've been on Twitter a little bit scrolling. I still haven't seen anything. Yeah, he, he and Siwoo withdrew from the Pro-Am this morning, but Siwoo is still listed in the field where Justin Thomas uh, is not. So the old, the old Pro-Am withdrawal freaking everybody out. That happens a few times a year. I love it. But JT was taken off the actual leaderboard on the app and Siwoo wasn't. Like for tomorrow's mm-hmm. groupings, like he's been replaced in his grouping. 
Hmm. That's usually the telltale sign. Is 100% exposure to Buckley too much exposure? I would say yes. <laughs> I think yes. I think yes. That's not a guy I would I would have 100% exposure to. But th- thoughts on the Gim Reaper this week? He's, I'm f- I love- fucking done with him. Oh, well, I mean, he played well in Canada. I'm done with him uh, right now, for, for right now. Yeah, I'm done with him for the moment as well. Made me so mad <laughs> lately. Um, his, little, his little showing up at the Players' Championship and then vanishing um, is just killing me. Is Robert Streb a worthwhile dart throw this week? Not horrible course history. Popped the Valspar this year. I have been sneakily using Robert Streb, and it has not been going well. I know. He feels like a guy that Robert Streb is the kind of guy that when he pops up on a leaderboard on the weekend, you're like, damn it. How did I not play Robert Streb? No, 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 no. That's not how it works. It's it's when he pops up on the leaderboard. No, when he pops up on the leaderboard on the weekend, it's like he was in this tournament? Really? No, no, I, I think I, I, you know, because like, I had the, I had the Kiz ticket when he took down Kiz. Was it a year or two ago uh, at the was it at the Wyndham RSM at, when, uh, at the RSM? Um, and and I and I, I just I do feel like Streb's got a little bit of Kansas City killer in him a little bit, despite the baggy pants and the you know the Dockers and the weird swing. He's, I I think when Streb's in it, he can close the door. That's the thing that makes him interesting. Is he's so low owned. He's uh, he's so forgettable, and but then when he's up there, he can close the door a little bit. So I never play him. I don't ever play him. But I I will say when I see him on the board, I'm like, damn, like that's one of those guys that could, if he's having a good week, I don't think he's he's afraid to to, to close the door. Okay, he just has to get himself there, which has been a real got to get him through. Uh, this Brent Harris, uh, I I appreciate you leaving a three part question about strategy. We don't have fucking time for that. You can tune into the DraftKings research show and tournament selection show I just did with Tambo and Raza. It's up on the network. I don't need to talk about like your ROI and two to three common golfers per lineup. I'm sorry. Not what this show is for. Uh, do you think less of Morikawa now that he pours his milk first while eating cereal? This is not a new development with Morikawa, by the way. He's been on record with this for a while now. Has he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Because no. every. I saw it yesterday. Any time that someone pours milk in before cereal, it gets brought to my attention immediately. So if anyone's even thought about it, yeah, it's cuss method to doing things. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's see. I'll I'll be there on Thursday, and I'd love to cash some first-round bets. Any tips for first-round leaders or placings? I've stopped playing first-round leaders, so I'll throw throw the board to you. Pat, I have as well. Um, I I realized on my own that uh, you know that that it's a pretty it's a very negative EV bet. Um, and and I'm I'm if I'm gonna play them, I'm more tempted when I really truly believe in a wave advantage, which then obviously the books account for. Um, but I, I also I, I just did an interview. I haven't released it yet, but it, we did an interview with Rufus Peabody. You know, professional sports sports better. That was one of his most hated bets. So there's a teaser. We talked about some things, and he was like, "Dude, first round leader bet's the worst possible bet. One of the worst possible bets you could make on the board." Which just helped me like put to bed my desire to want to bet first round leaders. So I think I'm done. I see. I it was fun a few years ago when the first round leader was routinely a guy who was 150 to one. That just hasn't been the case anymore. Like that's why I started yeah. losing a bunch of money. It's like, oh yeah, Robert Garrigus ain't coming through that door anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much depth like it, you know there's so much depth i think in these these young guys are coming out playing better early um so it it puts a lot of these 
you know, a lot of these first round leaders in that mid range too. And, and I just don't get jazzed up about having to split a first round leader at 40 to one, four different ways. Like it just doesn't get me going. So I, I'm not going to do it. Uh, here we are. Hello guys. Do you think that Mito Pereira will lose confidence after the USA open missed cut? I think this course is perfect for him. I have another reason why you shouldn't play Mito this week, but I'd like to hear from you first. Oh, really? So you're, you're out on Mito. Cursed. Um, I am. Oh, Andrew cursed. That's right. I'm not out on Mito. Um, I don't think he's uh, – he, he missed the cut on the number, finished plus four. For the event, the ball striking was a little off for him. Tia Green, he, he wasn't great. But um, but I, th I think, you know, again, looking at a little bit – going zooming out on the form for Mito is still strong. Uh, great ball striker. Going to give himself a lot of opportunities on a soft – you know, probably soft receptive greens. So I, I still like Mito here for sure. There it is. There's Tim responding to me up on the screen right now. So there you go. In our DMs, what? That's, that's that's what it looks like if you can see it up on the screen. <laughs> Look at Tim. Poor Mito. Uh, how much are you factoring in course history? It's it's a tiebreaker for me, if anything. It's not crazy. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I think it's a little more than usual, but that's still not – it's not huge. Thoughts on Justin Lower at $6,200? No, I'm out. I'll pass as well. Do you like Siwoo as a pivot off Mav McNeely? I don't think you need to pivot off Mav McNeely. Like, if you want to play Mav McNeely, I don't think that like people are going crazy playing Mav McNeely. Yeah, you don't. I thought Mav was going to be a little more popular, just name value and, and long-term stuff. But, um, yeah, but he's clearly not. So, I, I agree. I don't think you have to. I mean, Siwoo is all, you know, me and you, Pat, we both have a, a love affair with Siwoo for sure. He's always tempting because his upside is uh, feels – his, his ceiling feels – pretty good compared to a lot of players he's usually priced around so i mean I, I i think play either one play whichever one you like the most come on man where's toe tag and tambo the guy's sick man fuck off what, what am i chopped liver yeah i know seriously you're making my guests feel bad over here like uh, go to tambo's house wish him well make <laughs> cook him some uh, chicken noodle soup Bring him some soup. Yeah. I don't want to have the guy in here when he's sick. Like, that's not good. And I felt bad, too, because he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't come in tomorrow. I was like, man, it's fine. We'll, we'll deal with the Travelers Championship. We'll get it covered. You get yourself better. That's what we're looking for here. Because I do the same thing. Like, I hate missing work, especially when I'm sick. Yeah. Like, now I can power through it. Just if the last three years have taught me anything, like, you're just stick, sick, stay home. Work will inevitably be there for you. You're not going to lose your job if you don't show up for a day. And if not, you probably need to find a better job. By the way, Pat, when you do that, when you do that interview tomorrow with the person on Live or whatever, will you help us all find out how many freaking golf shows we're going to be doing once the PGA Tour adds these events, and then in the fall there's, you know, the 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 other guys fighting for their card, and there's Live events simultaneously. Like I feel like I feel like we're all about to have like double the amount of po possible work we could be doing week to week with all these golf tours. Well, I take I take golf basically off when once football starts. Football yeah, is. Uh, Football is a seven-day-a-week commitment for me, so we get one. When I get into pickleball or something, when's pickleball season? I'll, I'll switch over to that so I don't have to do all these freaking golf tours. You don't have to do live. And, like, you, honestly, when you, when you look at the numbers for your fall season shows versus, like, regular season golf, like, I can, I can assure you it's, like, at least half. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But, dude, it's all I got now, and I'm full-time. I got to feed my kids somehow. I got to do something. Get, get, the NFL, I hear, pays the bills. Oh, I can't, dude. I there's so many people. Doing well, can, well, can you do college football then? Because there's a huge market for that, which is pretty undertapped in betting and DFS. Maybe. I got a guy. I got a good buddy of mine who's sneaky funny, and he's probably a little like Tim. 
um, who's just he's, he's kind of got some strange things to him, but he's kind of like sneaky funny, and he soaks up college football. He'd be a he'd be a great he'd be an expert. I might do that. Maybe I'll do that. Can I get on Mayo Media Network with that? You show? know what? I've I've just greenlit the show. You're on. There you go. Yes. I'll give him a call when this is over. Perfect. Well, uh, college football content coming to Mayo Media Network very, very soon. Uh, yes. You, sh- you should do this on Spaces and this concurrently. It's fucking hard to do that, by the way. If you want video, it's really tough to do Twitter Spaces at the same time. I'm sorry. If you want a thumbnail that's up and you don't want to see us, then it becomes a little bit more manageable. People think this shit is really easy, by the way. Yeah. Paul? It's not. I mean, I mean what would you like? That? I almost think that that's like a bad idea. Yeah, what it would is you do? Idea. You'd have your phone open, but then you'd have to have your phone muted because you don't want all these other jabronis talking at the exact same time. Exactly. I'd have to hold my phone like this the entire show. Yeah, yeah people and their fucking great ideas. You know, why don't you go do it? You, why don't you go do it and set the precedent, and then we'll be good. Twitter Does that Spaces good? doesn't pay the bills, though, either, guys. Yeah. You've got to realize that. People, just they're awful, awful ideas. Ownership on Tony. Miscut at the open. It's not the at... I had to have this conversation with people who lived in Boston last week. They're like, you going to the Open this week? It's like, no, this isn't the Open, pal. This is the the U.S. Open. This isn't the Open. Get it right. You sound like a fucking moron. The Open was first, okay? It was first. So it's the Open. Correct. We are the U.S. Open in America. Or the US, USA Open is other, or Amer- America <laughs> Open is really should, what it should be called. Uh, Finau yeah. ownership, I'm going to say like 9%. I think he's a great play. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. I mean, I, I think, uh, y- you know, the, the miscut, you have one really bad round at the US Open off the tee, and that's it. But the, the form prior to that was pretty strong, pretty solid. Uh, we've seen long hitters do very well here before. Uh, I, think, I think it's in play too. 9% seems. I mean, I feel like he's going to creep up a little bit higher than that, but maybe I'm looking here on another side. He's around 12 and a half. Um, that, that, that tracks, 12 and a half. I could yeah. see that. Still, so, I mean, definitely an interesting pivot. Favorite pivots above 9K would probably be Finau, to tell you the truth. Finau, and there's really no one else other than that, like Fleetwood, little Werner. Werner I can get behind. I think Werner's a pretty good pivot. So I do know, um, I do know for a fact that last week he he was struggling with an illness, um, and early I think I think Sunday Monday he was still recovering from it. That's all I'm saying. I don't I you know I'm not trying to start a bunch of weird stuff going on, but uh, so you know maybe he's fully recovered and maybe he's he's rested. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but Varner feels like he's going to be overlooked for sure. Um, I was looking at Fleetwood earlier in the week. I will say that we've not talked about Fleetwood a lot. Pass. You know who else? We, you know who else we haven't talked about is Neiman. I think people are just going to use Neiman. I, I like Neiman fine because we've not talked about him one yeah. time. Yeah, maybe he ends up being. Maybe Fino ends up higher owned than Neiman. I just, I yeah, like Neiman's I like, higher projected. I like Sungjae more. I like Keegan more. I like Fino more. Yeah, the the pivot above nine K is Fino Fleetwood, uh, maybe. Maybe Scheffler, if you want to go all the way up to a guy who's like a you know twelve percent owned, but um, yeah, I think that's it. You think you're going to get to Grio at seventy one hundred? It takes a lot for I'm not, this is I'm not I'm not on the Ben Raza uh, train here. I, it, it takes I don't play Grio very much. Yeah, ask this question next week when Ben is doing the chat with me. Well, sure. Tambo's on vacation, and then we'll be good. Then he'll say yes. Two v two, Spieth and Smalley or Riley and Todd. I probably well, play. I would play Spieth and Smalley. I think Spieth's going to win, so I'd want to have that guy in my lineup. I do like Alex Smalley. Uh, 
you know, just for the record, I, I like the guy, but I, I like the Riley Todd combo a lot. This I, I said this on my show. Like Todd is, I've never in seven years, I've never liked Todd more than I like him this week. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I just feel it in my body. Is everyone playing Davis Riley? You think he, you guys thinking he will be second guy in most lineups? Do we pivot to Wise or HV3? Eh, I don't think he's for sure going to be the second guy in people's lineups. I think it's pretty evenly. I think Keegan is going to be higher on than Davis Riley, for example. Uh, I don't know. I think he's going to be up there. I don't think he's going to be the second highest guy. I don't think it's as automatic that Keegan just just because of where he falls. I don't think it's as automatic that Keegan is 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 as is higher on than Riley. Yeah, but you have to think that Riley's going to duke it out with Mito and Brian Herman. Like all three Which, of those guys project pretty highly. Some lineups can afford book two of those three, or they'll look at it Riley being the more expensive of those three. Aaron Wise is right there as well, by the way, who isn't going to be unowned by any means. But I just think that Herman's the cheapest, and that means a lot of the time that ownership is just going to go to Herman because people can afford it. Yeah, but I mean, he's not this. He's not this. He's not as sexy and shiny as Davis Riley right now, right? And he's still, he's still isn't like we just talked about. He's known he has disappointed even lately uh, at high ownership. Brian Harmon has. Um, so I, I think, I think. I still think Riley comes in a little higher. Um, and I, I think people have the same struggle, a similar struggle with Keegan when they feel like, okay, well, I, or I could jump up and get Spieth or, or Sungjae, as good as I think Keegan's playing. I mean, I love Keegan, but I, I don't I don't know that it's necessarily – I think their ownership's going to be close, and I could see Riley coming out on top of that. Uh, is so Cus – oh, yeah, I, okay. We got we to gotta, we gotta move on. Your answers are too okay. thorough. You're, you're just like I'm Tambo. Sorry. We, we got we got to start banging these out. We got a lot of questions in here. Hardy hey, Hardy to top twenty, yes or no? I'll say no. I think he's around six to one. Last I looked, probably no. Is Cuss going to be extradited to Chile after being charged with a crime for cursing poor Mito again? <laughs> That'd be fun to to document if he was. Power is not close to the chalk Sungjae was last week. Thanks. I don't think anyone said that, did they? I don't remember saying that either. Yeah. Um, would you guys rather play T-Dunks or Goderip? Oh, our guy Goderip. Dude couldn't putt last week, but uh, he struck the ball incredibly well. Uh, I don't I don't want to play either of them. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a more than valid response. Past course okay. conditions on Fantasy National have the Greens listed as POA last year. However, every other year listed as Bent, which is it. They switched over in 2000 and. 16 i believe from like full poa to bent with poa it's whatever the pga listed at that year is where fantasy national national draws it from so whatever they're saying it is and i think that's what they even said this week like it's poa with bent but realistically it's just bent grass isn't it yeah i mean all of all of our contacts there say this thing rolls like bent it just it rolls like bent grass so i would treat it like that rank these three john huh adam svensson lucas glover i'll go in that order huh svensson glover Damn, dude, you are a hug guy. Just because you've convinced me, I'll go Spence and hug lover. Keith Mitchell and Aaron Rye or Mito and Gim? I would take the Mito and Gim side because it has Mito. Yeah, I think I would too, even though I'm mad at Gim. But yeah, I think I would too. Um, like these are awful questions. Oh man, I don't want to ruin it for the people who just got here at the very bottom and just like stop this because these questions are fucking terrible. <laughs> um, you, you know who I hope? Do you think DraftKings will add Mark Hubbard in the field? Yeah, he replaced Brooks, right? Yeah. 
I don't know. Generally, do we generally see guys get added on the Wednesday? Because I saw I got a whole bunch of emails this week being like, these guys have been added. These guys have been added. But I don't know. About I love if they'll add him in there. I like him here. Okay. Do you think that skipping the 10K range will be a contrarian move this week? Yes, it's a contrarian move every week if you don't play anyone above $10,000. But I, but we both do think, like, there's going to be – it's going to be close. Like, to, I would consider that, like, okay, we're going to do a balanced build. Um, and I think it's going to be close to – I think you're going to have an ample number of people who do that. No, no, no. You play zero guys above 10000 yeah, I think there's going to be plenty of people to do that. I don't think that. Your- I don't. Th- I don't think that's going to be the case because when you look at the ownership, it doesn't reflect that whatsoever. When if you got like Rory at 23, Cantlay at 23, Xander probably at like 19, Scheffler at 15 to 16, and Burns at like 15 to 20, like people are going to use a guy above ten thousand dollars. Like very few are going to skip that range altogether. Maybe. I mean, I guess. I don't know if the JT withdrawal impacts that at all. I guess JT is probably the lowest owned of those for, for now projected. Um, but I, I think people see the Jordan Spieth name at sub 10K. They feel like they're getting a, you know as much of a stud as anybody in the 10K range. If, if they're thinking like, I want one guy in the 10K range, that's just what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to build my lineups. But I can get Jordan at 99, and it feels like I'm getting a, a guy with as much upside as anybody above him. I'll just start there go a little balanced you know maybe they that that we talked about that low seven range feeling a little dead it keeps them out of that and they roll i could see that happening okay i mean i like starting my lineups with spieth but that's that's me i just don't think that's going to be as common as people think that's going to be um let's see here will it be like the u.s open last week where golfers with hot short game more viable this week that's like barely a question and seems nonsensical no i don't think irons irons putting (laughs) Yeah, birdies. Like this is not gonna a six under is not gonna win this 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 golf tournament. Um, so it's gonna be more birdies. You're gonna you're gonna have to hit greens if you're relying on short game. You, you know, you say this all the time. If you're relying on short game at a tournament like this, I think you're screwed. Is this the week that Webb puts it together? He's interesting, but not for me. Yeah, talked about him. I mean, I think overall long term form, course fit. It seems like a good place for him. Uh, I've not played him a lot since he's kind of come back. I don't know if I'll start this week either. Uh, Tringali played well at the U.S. Open. Is this the week he pops the cherry? I don't think so. Man, you know what? For my Pat Mayo draft, of which I absolutely sucked at, uh, believe it or not, he is the second worst player that I picked on my team. It would be great for that, but outside of that, I don't I don't know. Um, I'm usually a Tringali sucker, but uh, I'm not sure if I'll jump back on it this week. I might. It's tough. I just think there it's are tough. better plays than him uh, and listen we're all we all had a bad draft because only Feinberg took Scotty Scheffler and that's all that yeah. matters well I took Matt Wolf and Cameron Tringali in my draft at a certain point yeah. oh, that's pretty good let's see here what else do we have kids week yes or no 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 it could be this is a great spot for him I'm just not I'm not convinced he's I'm not convinced he's he's in top he's in top shape at the moment I gotta ask you as a sidebar Dude loves money, right? Yeah, he does. Why isn't he on the live tour? I am not sure. I I am surprised myself that that we've not seen that happen yet, and it would not shock me if it does happen. I would think the only thing that that could be hindering that at the moment is what are they really offering a guy like Kiz? Right, what do they offer uh, Pat Perez? True, uh, Kiz is a Kiz is on the pack on the PJ tour. He's a player advisory guy. 
He's been a you know he's a veteran on tour. He's in with Monahan and those guys, uh, and and he may be one of those guys at this point. You know, the more guys that that the Live Tour adds, obviously the the less I think they're going to be willing to pay for a guy kind of in that mid range. And and at that point, does that guy sit there and go, well, does it help me out more if I stay with if I you know if I if I dance with the girl that brought me here, right? Does it help me more if I just stick around? And see what happens on the PGA Tour, you know, rather than take the risk, possibly, you know, jack up reputation, screw up sponsors, whatever's happening to these guys, whatever the consequences may be, whether you agree with them or not, I, I think these they start to think about that. Um, but it does shock me that Kiz is not already over there, or, you know, or it would surprise me if it, in the end he, he doesn't make it there. I'm just giving you reasons why he may be more loyal to the PGA Tour than we think. This new time slot is so convenient for us heroes over in the United Kingdom. He says don't do the accent, but I'm going to do the accent. Many thanks, Governor. I added a question mark, so it's a question. Oh, that's pretty good. There, my, my 11-year-old wanted me to learn how to speak a Scottish accent when I came back last week, and I learned how to say two things that, that I think are close, closely resemble the Scots, and there are two things I heard a lot. The first one I heard more than the other one is when I hit a terrible shot, I would hear them go, oh, no. And then the second one, when I hit a good shot, they'd go, look at that. So I got those are the only two I got. Oh, no, and look at that. It's pretty good. I mean, my father, I my father-in-law is Scottish, so I, I can try to pick up on it, and that is pretty good. Nice, I, thank you. I, I like it. You're doing a good job here. How's how's Pat with the Scottish accent? Not uh, I haven't heard him. I haven't heard him attempt it. He, I will say, he heard a lot more "oh no"s than even I did. So he <laughs> he he should probably be able to nail that. I'll tell you that. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have a. This guy is just like having a conversation. Oh, two guys are having conversations with themselves here. A DB. I'm gonna ban one of them for life. Would you like to ban the other guy for life? Yes, which which one are we talking about? Uh, let's see. Pancho Villa is going to be banned for life. Would you like to ban him? Pancho Villa? We don't get in this. We don't get in the effing chat and talk to another guy. You want to do that? Go on, go on instant messenger or something like this. Is not AOL. You know, this is not 1999. Get the hell out of here with that. Banned for life. Boom. Banned for life. And Mark Kotze. Seems to be another one. It looks like we can ban this guy for life, too. Like, it's not ICQ. You want people to ask you questions, you leave that as your away status. And then maybe some people can ask you questions. You get the fuck out of my chat, you asshole! Fuck you, ban for life! Get out of here. Boom. Oh, that was easy. Oh, we freed up a lot of questions, too, because these fucking morons were clogging up the chat. <laughs> Jeez, what are they? Were they setting up a date or something? What are they doing? Yeah, two lovers just in a squabble here in our chat. Uh, let's see. Any love for nasty Nate Lashley? Not for me. No, no. Callum Terran, yes or no? This week, I'm no. If, if if the listen, if the viewer likes him a little bit and he's feeling the nudge, I I'm I'm in. Can you go to Shez? I'm gonna say no. Which guy gay? We just kind of talked about this. Which guy gets squeezed more on ownership? Riley Wise, Mito, or Harmon? I'm guessing it's Wise. Gets squeezed more. Like it gets projects at higher ownership, but where they're all in the same range, one of the guys just won't be that owned. I would guess mm. that's Wise. You said Wise, Riley, Harmon, and who was the fourth one? The other guy who's there. Mito. <laughs> Mito. Oh, yeah. I think it's Wise too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Thoughts on Brian Stewart? Pass. No, I'm, not, I, I'm never on Brian Stewart. Cam Davis or Neesmith is the last guy in. Mm. I'll say Neesmith. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think if I throw out ownership right now, I, I'd lean Neesmith for sure. Uh, do you like buying low on Matthew Wolf at under 7K? Oh. That's your guy. God, absolutely like this is also not a Matt Wolf golf course. If if he were even, I mean, if if any golf course is a Matt Wolf golf course today on June twenty second, twenty twenty two, year of our Lord, if there is one, it's probably not this one. So no. Uh, does Hoffman somehow end up playable here? I was looking at Hoffman, but I just yeah, I, I took a pass. My girl Nita, uh, Nita is one of our, our loyal followers. She does a little six K bays show on our channel. I know Hoffman's one of her plays. I guess he finally flashed a little something, although his irons were terrible. Was it at the Canadian? Um, he's interesting. I, I'm not going to get there, though. Uh, more Kiz questions. Just did that. Anyone playing some Neiman? Are you going to play Neiman? Because I'm probably not. I love Neiman, usually. Um, I don't think I'll get there. Uh, but, but I thought he was going to be lower owned than it looks like he is. So maybe he's just one of those guys that people are just going to play. So maybe I'll maybe I'll pass. Uh, okay, here is maybe the. It's not a bannable offense, but it's a pretty terrible question. You ready for this? Okay. Is there anyone you like for a bogey free round? Oh my God. <laughs> That's one of the worst questions I've ever heard. A bogey free round? Yeah. Who do you like? Make your pick. I mean, I got to pick one. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Scheffler. <laughs> what? Who the hell? Here's a better one. Thoughts on Doc Redman or Andrew Putnam? I'll take a pass on both. I think I would lean Putnam. Okay, but I will pass on both. Yeah. Seamus. I mean, this guy says Powers, but I mean, that's not his name. Any Powers? Any, I go him. Yeah, Kenny Powers at ninety one hundred bucks this week seems a bit higher. Am I tripping? I don't know if you're tripping. Anthony, but uh, I like Seamus Power at 9,100. You don't, though. No, I, it's not that I don't like him. I, I just, I've him. yet to, no, I've yet to get on the, I've yet to like, I'm right there on the threshold, ready to take the leap, and I've not fully done it. I've played him a little bit. I've just not played him a lot. Uh, this happened for me earlier in the in the year with CT Pan. I never played CT Pan. Pat kept loving him, finally convinced me. I made the leap, and it hasn't really paid off. But um, I, I'm just, I, it's still, Something in my brain still like gets tripped up when I see Sheamus up, up here in, in ownership, up here in price. I'm still not fully convinced, although I should be. I just I have a mental block right now with him still. Uh, thanks for not banning me for life, Pat. No problem, Brent Harris. Quicker question. Do you think that there might be a lefty correlation with TPC River Highlands, with Bubba, Phil, even Harmon, for that matter, over the years? I don't know if it's so much a lefty correlation, but there are some of the top-end guys that have played really well at Genesis have also played really well at here is what I'll say. Yeah, I don't. I don't put a whole lot into that either. Um, I got that question a couple times. Actually, I think I got that same question from Brent yesterday in a live video I was doing. Uh, shout out Brent. He's he's at least diligent. I, I don't. I don't put it. I don't put too much in it. Who do you think will get the JT ownership if he withdraws? We talked about that off the top. You can rewind to it. Uh, Brennan Steele, KH Lee, Mackenzie Hughes. Pick two of the three. I like Steele and Hughes, but every time I don't use Lee, he like wins the tournament. So that's, yeah, I, it's tough for me. And I'm not a I'm not a Hughes guy. I know you love Hughes. I'm not a Hughes guy, so I'll definitely go Steele and Lee. I usually prefer Mac at tougher courses, mm. like where he shouldn't play well. Just his magic beans come out; they sprout. Yeah, and tough. Yeah, I get that. Uh, thoughts on Mister Ironhead covers Aaron Rye? Eh, I'm out. Long or Ortiz? I like Adam Long. 
is, is Carlos Ortiz Carlos Ortiz is kind of broken right now, isn't he? I thought so. Something seemed right with the guy. I mean, I I don't long never really gets me going, but I, I out of those two, I'd go long. Uh, Charlie Hoffman just did him. Mad McNeely or the Todd Father? I'd go Todd. Todd. Yep. Riley Which and Web. Riley and Webb or Power and Leishman. I like the Power and Leishman side of that. Hmm. You know, I think that's probably the the smarter GPP pivot duo there would be Power and Leishman. I just don't want Webb. Yeah, I don't really want Webb either. Um, I don't hate it, but I, I think probably the, the sharper pivot there is Leishman and Power. Thoughts on Jason Day? I'll take a hard pass on that one. Yeah, I'm out. Uh, how do you feel about starting lineups with Xander, or does that give up too much win equity? That doesn't actually give up any win equity, by the way. Xander's win equity is like the same as yeah. the the guy like as Sam Burns is. It just Sam Burns has I mean Sam Burns doesn't even have more wins than Xander. Xander has more wins than Sam Burns. Like it's Yeah, but nah. I, I I know if you would feel if they were both coming down the stretch, one get Sam Burns would beat Xander hundred percent. That's not actually what win equity means. Win equity, when we're talking about it in these theoretical terms, are we're running a simulation. How many times in the simulation does that guy end up doing well? And Xander does really well when you run the simulations on. He does have like what, five or six PGA tour wins? Yes. Yes, um, I I still feel I feel better about Burns in that situation or simulation. I still think right now Burns comes out better than than Xander if you run that simulation. I I, I mean he probably does at this moment in time. Let's see. Um, I, mean, I think he's no. I, 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 I mean per, per the simulator. Um, uh, is this last week's field? What's going on here? Oh yeah, Decky was originally in the field, and so was Zalatoris. Yeah, there was a bunch of guys who were originally in this field. Uh, yeah. who, who are not anymore. So we got to figure that out. Uh, I'll, I'll message Moose after this is done. Try to get it all figured out. Moose, get it together, Moose, pal. Get to work. What's that? Uh, yeah, I said, Moose, get to work, man. What are we doing? I know. I'd like to be able to go and fix it, but you'd be shocking, shockingly enough that uh, I don't know anything about coding and how websites work. It's not Same. really my bag. Um, I, I don't work for a technology company. <laughs> well, and you run your own website. <laughs> yeah, but I don't code anything. Thank you, WordPress. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather have Burns, but I mean, I, I don't know that I like start. I mean, I guess you could start a lineup with Xander and still go Spieth. Um, I don't know that I want Xander to be like my, I don't even see Xander as like a number one guy. I'd, I'd rather have Spieth uh, yeah, as so, a number one. Guy. So so would I, but I, don't, but I think my point is you're not actually giving up any win equity by using Xander. You're not. Okay. Just how people perceive win equity, I think, is different because you try to put, like, there are guys that have, like, put it this way. Does Keegan Bradley have zero win equity then? Because he hasn't won yet? He's won once no, in the past I, 10 years? Like, obviously, no, he probably he has, like, not. a 2% chance of winning or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Xander yeah, has a better chance than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I guess I guess statistically, he probably does. Um, I, in my just watching golf right now, it doesn't feel that way, but completely agree with you. I, I, I'm not going to dispute that, but I think there's a difference between how you feel like someone is going to do. Like, fuck, if, if you put Burn, if you had told me last week that Burns would be the guy that flamed out from the top ten, I'd be like, no, no, that's not going to happen. But who was the guy who flamed out? It was him. <laughs> true, that killed me. Him and Wise both killed me on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, true. it is golf, right? Jesus, I mean, yeah. it's golf. Davis Riley is a sneaky one-off in DFS? No, that's not going to happen, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, no, 
That's not happening. Maybe this is the first piece of content he's tuned into all week, but yeah. that is not happening. Davis Riley. People are fans, including both yeah. of us. Torn between this, list torn between list and Thigala. I like Thigala better. I'd rather have list. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not playing either one of them, but I'd rather have list out of the two. Uh, it's not a question, but I'm a huge fan. Great job, DB. Really enjoyed the old course insights. Question mark. See, that's a good save. Thanks. How much am I going to regret eating the Brendan Steele chalk this week? As much as I'm going to regret it too. Like you can see it coming like right at you. (laughs) We're all going down. We're all in the lifeboat. We're all going down together. I'm with you. Um, It just, everything looks to be lining up nicely for B Steele. And he's a three-time PGA Tour winner. So like this is not, you know, if he's found some form, he's on a course he's obviously done really well at. Like this is, it, it's a good. I think it's a solid play. But if you're worried about the chalk, then maybe find other ways to have Brendan Steele exposure. Now let's see. What are your thoughts on KH Lee? I'm taking a pass. Probably won't make my final lineups, but I'm I'm not I, I'm not uninterested. Uh, Matthias Schwab, <laughs> I'll pass there too. No, no, yeah. Oh, Paul is banning people for life? I like it. Is Straka broken, or can he rebound? I mean, I used Straka last week. He had a terrible first round and a terrible second round at that. I mean, it's the U.S. Open. People are going to look bad. I wouldn't really yeah. chalk it up too much. Yeah, but he, he hasn't played well in a in a, a while, has he? Like, what's his, what's his... I think he played well at the PGA Championship. Yeah, I think he's a little off at the moment, but... No, he 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 did not play well at the PJ Champ. He made the cut. He finished DFL. His last good event was the Heritage, where he finished third. Um, but then after that, it's been pretty rough. Oh, I see. Paul is banning people for life. That's great. I mean, I probably didn't want to read those comments and, and taking uh, shots at them, heavy shots. I see. You told this guy he probably looks about like he, me. Oh, you told They're this guy probably... it looks like he needs dick pal dick pills, pal. I like it. I like the aggressiveness. <laughs> he Paul. looks like he needs dick pills, like. He looked old and shriveled. For sure. Oh, he's a he's a he's a shrivel guy. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. He was taking shots at you at your nutsack pad. He was I mean, that was it, it my, like was it my shaft or my sack? Because uh, either way, oh, uh, your shaft. You, I, I mean, think. the guy the guy seems pretty obsessed with my shaft. I'm not gonna lie. And then he took a shot at you saying like, "Nice call on Denny McCarthy last." Oh, week. we've covered that all right. <laughs> we've covered I mean, that already. Yeah. With your Denny's old. Gonna hit putts. By the way, it doesn't sound like he needs dick pills at all. It seems like he just needs to look at Pat Mayo, and that gets him going because that's all he wants to talk about. I put it this way, man. Go for it. Like, that's awesome. I'm glad I can get you that hyped. I really do appreciate it, and I appreciate it for you that it gets the blood flowing. Look at the sexiness. That is (laughs) Pat Mayo. I mean, I I get the people's going, DB. What do you you want me to do? Should I gain like 100 pounds or something like that? You're a blue pill for sure. You're a blue pill uh, in the DFS streets. That's for damn sure. You have been for a long time. Like aging well. No one needs Roman.com when they have Pat Mayo on their screen. Like that's 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 true. And the purple goes so well with the studio. I think it's the it's all the colors all coming together. I get it. I get it, pal. Listen, I've I've been six to midnight since we started this thing an hour and a half ago. (laughs) Smotherman and Power or Wise and Sync? I like Smotherman and Power. Yes, Motherman Power. Love Motherman. Uh, thoughts on Damon after last week? I mean, that's good. Rewind to the beginning. <laughs> when we, we like him. When, when I bet Damon. Uh, maybe ceiling was a better term than win equity for that question with Xander. I don't even remember what the question was anymore, so I don't care. Thoughts on PCT Pan? Uh, Pan's fine. He's in the mix. Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm a newly I'm a new CT Pan somewhat believer, so uh, I'm I'm a little still always a little hesitant right now. But uh, it seems like, of course, that would suit him. All right. If you had to pick one, Pat, would it be List or would it be Siwoo? It'd be Siwoo. Yeah, probably Siwoo. Uh, is one 10k and two 9k guys too aggressive of a build for the $100 single entry? Burns, Spieth, and Power, for example. I don't think so. I think it's fine. As long as you're comfortable with the guys at the bottom, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, I don't mind that. All right. That's it on the Pat Mayo experience. We're through the questions. There wasn't as many questions as I thought. It was just a bunch of haters. Small dick haters, Can, apparently. That's what happens when you get a tour junkies guy on the show. That That's that's how it goes. I, I do have a question for you, Pat. Yes, hit me. Uh, so I've, I've got my Burns-Scheffler lineup started, and I've got one spot left to fill. So I've gone Burns, Scheffler, Schink at 6,600. That's as low as I dipped there. I went Naismith and Damon. Okay, I got one spot left, 69 hunch. So I could go... Svensson. I, I could go Svensson. There's Knox. There's Stallings, who we've talked about. There's your boy Bo Hostler that we've talked about. Svensson. I like Svensson Other, the best. Actually, it's, like it's, it's John, huh, or Svensson? Then I'm, then, I'm going, then I'm going Svensson. So it's Burns, Scheffler, uh, Damon Naismith, which I really like those four. Could, could you, those four I feel, could, feel good about. Could, could you bump who was 60? Shank down to Lebiota and then bump up to 7,000 if there's someone you like there. Adam Long? Long Dong, Adam Long. Yeah, I don't love anybody at seven. I have to get to, I have to get up to 71 where I'm a little tempted with Troy Merritt. I don't love Adam Long. I mean, I don't mind him, but I don't. Could, could, I'd could rather you, just stay. Could you do Lebiota and Merritt in that place of where, where Svensson and Shank were? Would that work? I don't. Uh, let's see. Here's Merritt. Lebiota's how much? 65? I don't think I can get there. No, because it leaves me with 64. And that's that's rough. 64 is rough territory. All right. Will you, will you email your DraftKings people and see if we can get Hubbard at it at like 64 and just don't email everybody and let them know? Oh, they don't listen to me. <laughs> that'd be really that would be really uh really cool of you to do uh, i'll i'll send out a message and I'll, I'll, to my guy and he'll get back to me like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> it's <laughs> wednesday pal yeah it's, it's, it's wednesday, wednesday at 11 o'clock we've moved on to nba draft props at this point or nfts or something crazy like that <laughs> I, I mean although with all the live the live jumping that could happen again like you could they might they might have to start adding names later maybe do you have anything going on tonight in terms of content uh, just the Nut Hut chat. So the Nut Hut chat is back this evening. Me and Pat, uh, our boy AC, your friend AC as well, will be in the chat. We're going to talk it up, do our live chat version of what you just of what we just did here with you, and also share some Scotland stories. I'm excited about that. Love doing that. So you can check out tourjunkies.com slash Nut Hut and join the Discord server and hop on in there. It's only 10 bucks a month. The newsletter will be out tonight, and you can follow... David and Pat at Tour Junkies on Twitter to get make sure that you hit their live streams and everything like that. They do some broadcasting on Twitter as well, so I wouldn't miss out at Tour Junkies. The newsletter comes out tonight. You can sub for free down in the description. The Listener's League is full. Smash like on the way out and download, rate, and review positively five stars for the audio podcast. I'll be back with Live Chat tomorrow. We got more golf next week, more football coming next week, and maybe even a cuss corner or two over the next few weeks. So things looking up on the Pat Mayo Experience. I want to thank you for being in the chat and say goodbye. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!